Welcome back. You're listening to episode 104 of CCP, the Caleb and Kathy podcast, also known as... Company Critiquing People. Okay. What do you got? What? What's yours? Oh, I don't... I didn't okay. come up with those. I just criticize yours. It was going to be... And sometimes compliment them. It was going to be criticizing, then I decided critiquing. Hmm. Okay, so this week's movie yeah. was American Factory. Um, it is available to stream on Netflix. came out in 2019. directed by Stephen Bogner and Julia Reichert. That's how I would say. Reichert. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is, I believe, the first... Michelle and Barack Obama produced. Is that the is it their production company? Is that yeah, Higher Ground Productions. Um, out of their production company, their first movie. Mm-hmm. Um, what background do you got? I have that it premiered at Sundance. It won for best documentary um, at Oscar, and the runtime was a hundred ten minutes. Okay. You said my other stuff, so. No. Wasn't. <laughs> I was just making sure that's all. That's it. All right. So, without any further ado, let's get into it. Let's do it. All right. So, the. I guess the setting. Did you mm. say the setting? The setting is in Dayton, Ohio. And a little bit in China, Beijing, or Shanghai. Didn't write it down. Um, A little bit in China. So. Basically, the premise for this movie is there's a GM plant in Dayton, Ohio that closed in 2008. Mm-hmm. Um, and then starting in 2010, a bunch of different Chinese companies have started buying up these uh, factories that have closed down due to yeah. the recession. Um, the Great Recession, as mm-hmm. you, as our as our older listeners will know. Not the 10-year-olds. They won't remember. They weren't alive. I'm old. This was 13 years ago? Yeah. Anyways. (laughs) Um, So these Chinese companies started buying it up. So in 2015... Yeah. uh, Fuyao, Mm -hmm. which is, as far as we know, it just makes automotive glass. That is their sole business. Fuyao Glass America. Is is a specific branch they're opening in America. They also have different plants in china yeah that they have run for years um the chairman has run mm. <laughs> one of our main characters chow i think so like spelled c-a-o mm-hmm. yeah yeah but they just call him the tra- chairman the chairman oh the chairman's not gonna like this <laughs> um so fuyao buys up this old plant in dayton in 2015 um, and kind of guts it and reinstalls a bunch of new stuff because I it looked like before they were like actually making parts for the cars like it yeah. showed cars actually rolling through the yeah. line. Yeah, it this wasn't is just like a glass specifically, just glass. Yeah, yeah, just like you know, windows on a car. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much it. It's important. Yeah, I that is. Maybe I'll use that for later. Okay. You found your fact. <laughs> My learn. Okay. 
Um, so they come in, and the way they have it kind of set up is they have American workers as mm-hmm. well as Chinese workers that yeah. they've brought over from like the, one of their other plants in China because they mm-hmm. sort of know how it works already, how yeah. the processes work and stuff like that, and then kind of paired one Chinese worker with one American worker mm-hmm. and said, all right, get to it. Let's go make all this money. Yeah. Do you want to hop in now? I don't want to just take everything. Let's go make all this money? What do you mean? They don't make a lot of money doing this. Not them. Fu Yao. Oh, for. For. Let's go make all this money for Fu Yao. Okay. No, I said Fu Yao put together this Chinese worker with this American worker and said, let's make a lot of money. That's not the worker. Oh, okay. (laughs) Just wanted to clarify there. Okay. Because that's one of the first points I wrote down is um, a former worker of the GM plant goes, well, actually, it seemed like quite a few former workers from the GM plant um, start working at this glass plant. And one of them was saying that they made like $29 an hour Mm -hmm. back in 2008, and now they're making $12 an hour. Which, I mean, that's very significant that is less than half if my math checks out yeah it's quite the pay cut yeah so it seems like pay is a lot worse conditions are worse and they make it known from the beginning that they will not allow their workers to unionize yeah they're very anti-union although one part that did confuse me Mm. and Again, this is one of those movies where we've had some foreign films. This is sort of like the workers, you know, half Chinese, half American. Yeah. Half of the the movie, you know, when the Chinese uh, workers and higher-ups are talking, they're talking in Chinese. I'm not sure if it's Mandarin or Cantonese. but And sometimes they'll have a translator translate it, but yeah. usually you're just having to read it, mm-hmm. the subtitles, so it's hard to take notes and yeah. so I had to do some pausing and stuff like that. But I did miss... It was when they were in China. Okay. And they were talking to, I think it was the chairman's brother-in-law, they said. Okay. And it's it seemed like he was saying he was, like, the head of the union for the Chinese workers. But I was confused because I was like, they have a union? But it seems like a almost company-run union. <laughs> so it's like, this isn't really a union. Because huh. he was talking like, oh, because it's... This makes it in everybody's best interest for the company to do good because then they keep their jobs or something like that. It's like, I don't know if this is what a union is, but I might have missed something. So I was just okay, wanted to yeah. ask if I'm you... Looking, looking at my notes and I'm not seeing anything like that. So I'm not sure. Okay. I'm not doubting what you're saying, but I don't remember that part. Okay. Well, I did I'm write sorry down... I brought it up. It makes no. us seem like we didn't pay attention. It's fine. There was kind of a lot to... I mean, I didn't take that many notes because, like you were saying, there was a lot of, like, closed captioning to read and interpretation to read. And so, yeah, if you look down, you can miss something. I did write down that somebody's job title was Union Avoidance Consultant, but I don't think that's the same thing as what you're referring to. No. So... This was like a higher up guy. Yeah, I feel like the 
I mean, since the chairman was, like, point blank about how he didn't want there to be unions, he said that they would shut down if if the company unionized. And so that makes me think that he wouldn't have wanted that in China either. Well, that's why I was confused. Yeah. But again, from what I did catch while I was trying to take notes was that it sounded like he was talking about a workers' union, but it didn't really sound like a union. Like I said, it sounded more like a company-run union, which Mm kind of defeats the purpose of a union. Yeah, and maybe that is, like, their version of that in China, you know? So it could be. I mean, a lot of things are different there, so maybe that's one of the things. Um, But, yeah, so... It talks a lot about, the movie talked a lot about how they were learning from their Chinese counterpart, but they were also struggling to work together and, you know, they come from different backgrounds, different cultures, different languages, and so there was just a lot of growing pains of that. But we did get to see, like, some positives. I mean, one of the guys, Ron. His name was Rob. Oh, sorry. Rob? My bad. I thought you said Ron when you were like, oh, no, not Ron, but it was Rob. Okay. (laughs) Rob became good friends with, was it Leon? I think so. So we did, and like he invited them over to shoot guns and, and they went fishing and there might've been a barbecue involved at some point. So yeah, like there were people trying to make friends, you know, and this is something that relates but it came at the end so I'm but I won't talk about it right now because it relates one of the Chinese workers was saying I think he was like a supervisor to someone he was like I supervise this guy and he shows this picture of him and the guy and he's like we get along really great and he was like he's not gonna be working here anymore because he um, was pro-union I was just like geez okay well so much for getting along <laughs> nervous laughter but yeah, so that was kind of a struggle that both sides had about working together and all that comes with that. What's another notice noticing that you have? Are we doing noticings? Or just like, what would you like to talk about? Um, yeah, I guess a central theme of the movie, I would say, was the difference in cultures. Definitely. I think they did a good job of portraying that. Um, because I mean, you get a vibe for it early on when the chairman comes to the factory and stuff early on, and they're kind of talking in coded language almost mm-hmm. about this stuff. But then when they actually take, I don't know, 20 or so American workers to mm-hmm. one of the factories in China, and you see like how they're working... It's really quite the culture shock for a lot of them. Yeah. I wrote down a few of the major differences. Go for it. So people um, at the Chinese company in China um, were working 12-hour days. They could only go home once a year to, like, see their families. Uh, I think that was one person specifically, yeah, that was traveling. But, yeah, it was much more labor-intensive. Go ahead. Sorry. Um, They had very little time with their children those are the main things i wrote down i think one of the other big things was um they only get one to two days off in a month 
Yeah. They like work weekends and stuff. Yeah, it does not sound like my ideal work environment or any ideal work environment. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't seem to like it either. I, uh, after watching some of that scene and then later on too, just, I wrote, when watching this, it really does make you appreciate everything we take for granted in this country. Yeah, like. Because <laughs> as many problems as this country has and definitely seen this stuff come to light recently. Yeah. How divided we are. It's like. We have some good stuff set up, you know, to protect workers and not let um, companies take too big advantage of the of the workers. But at the end of the day, um, as I said, it does a good job of showing the differences, but it also does a good job of showing similarities. And at the end of the day, even with um, the American companies, it's money over the safety and well-being of the employees. Yeah. Um, and a lot of big companies in America are anti-union. You see stuff in the news recently with, you know, like, Amazon workers trying to unionize and yeah. Google workers trying to use and unionize um, and uh, having a hard time doing that because the parent companies do not want them to unionize. Yeah. Because but- they want to control them. Yeah. You summed it up. I mean, I would just say... All right, so <laughs> what's your CCP? No, I'm just kidding. I mean, yeah, I feel like it doesn't matter um, who you work for. That, like, the subject of unions is always this, like, hush-hush, sometimes taboo thing. Um, like, when the... They're having the grand opening. Doesn't a senator, like, bring up unions? Yeah. And they're like, he will never be invited back. He yeah. did not run that by us. Yeah. Uh, Sen- senator Brown, I think. Sherrod yeah. Brown. Yeah, they were very upset by that. Yeah. I mean, it was kind of nice, though, to hear a politician, a governor. What's it? No, senator. I think um, they said senator. Yeah. A senator. I don't know if it was a state senator. I feel like I've heard that name, though. Sherrod Brown. I have not, but they also had the other guy. Of the uh, union? Who is the guy he's, like, run for president before? Ohio guy. Kasich? Yeah, yeah, that guy. He was in it? He was, like, in a film talking about the company. They showed it. It was either a film or something on the news. There was, like, a video of him talking. I'm like, oh, I know who that is. But I hadn't heard of the brown guy. At the senator guy. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. That is his name. Yes, that is his name. Alrighty. So, <laughs> can I say... He uh, is a U.S. senator. Okay. I have some, like, like, what moments? Just why or what? Sure. Are we at that point, or can we be at that point, or can we take an aside? Yeah, you can do them now, and then we can come back to other stuff later if you want. I don't care. Okay. So, one Lighten guy... Lighten the mood a little? Yeah. These... I think these two moments really do. Okay. So, one guy, and I just feel like I have to say that he was one of the Chinese workers, because maybe he thought this was assimil- assimilating, but I don't think it is. 
or maybe that's not like something that you should take from our culture. So he pulls out his lunch and he's like, ah, <laughs> this bag. I don't know if that's assimilating. <laughs> I don't think I don't, okay. I don't know but that I've ever met anybody who does this he pulls out like a like multiple pack of Twinkies I think it was a box like a 12 pack box okay maybe it was a box and he was like these are this is my lunch <laughs> and he's just like chomping on some Twinkies like okay first of all Twinkies are disgusting like as a concept obviously I'm sure I mean they taste great but it's because they're disgust like they're terrible for you but also like i don't really think twinkies are even that popular anymore like when was the last time you ate a twinkie heard about a twinkie even saw a twinkie um it used to be one of my go-to uh like lunch snacks in school like i would always have when like as a kid i mean like middle school high school maybe oh really like i would always when i would pack my lunch i'd have like a sandwich Maybe some carrots, mm -hmm. some chips, and then like a little like snack cake type thing. Like you like a little Debbie oatmeal cream pie or mm -hmm. strawberry shortcake was a go-to. Of course, nutty bars. I can go on. Please stop oh, me. Oh, okay. Maybe Anyways, we just one of them was we grew up in different households because yeah. like Twinkies. Don't get me no. wrong. When I think about them now, I'm like, they're not really that tasty. But they're also like terrible for you. They can survive like a nuclear holocaust. Though, that doesn't make them a good thing. That means they're made out of like <laughs> chemicals. Okay, so that was just like they're made out of cockroaches. The other thing that can survive. Ew. But okay, I mean, if that prevents so people Twinkie from having... lunch. Okay, disturbing. So that one, and then you did mention how so they took a group from America to go and like observe the Fuyawa factory in china mm -hmm. and they're at this like celebration a lot dinner of weird thing. culture shock moments at that celebration yeah but one of them was was the americans and how they embarrassed us i feel they like get up on stage and they do the ymca dance and i'm just like why is that what you want to take from our culture in show. Would you be happier or sadder if they did Bruce Springsteen, Born in the USA? What's the dance to that? I don't know. But if they just played that? Yeah. That'd be really uncomfortable. <laughs> I mean, like, think about what that song's actually about. But I just feel like, here's my theory on that. They were told last, like, this is my only, like, like, you guys They're have to do a dance. What defense. can you all get together and yeah. do? And they're like, well, the only group dance well, we, we got know. Cha-Cha Slide that tells us how to do the dance. You got um... What's even easier? <laughs> the YMCA! You just put your hands in the air! But as we saw, like, one guy definitely messed it up. So, it can be messed up. But I just feel like that's just embarrassing. I don't know. Maybe I thought I... you were going to bring up a different... What uh, were you going to say? Funny moment from the guy the When the guy was crying? What? When the American guy goes out in the hole and is just like no, crying? No, not from the when they went to China. From earlier in the movie. When the, they were fishing. Oh, Leon was oh. fishing. And the guy's like, she put Wheaties on there. Do you know what Wheaties are? And he's like, no. And he's like, how do you spell it? And Leon, not being a Native American 
English speaker, so he's like, W-E-E-D-S? I don't know. And then the other guy, how I heard it was W-E-E-T-I-E-S. Like, nope. Definitely not how you spell that. Yeah, I mean, it may he may have fought the H, but he definitely said E-E. So that happened, and... Anyway, it's just a dumb light moment that I that I noted if we're if we're going through light moments. Yeah, I mean those were my two. Did you have any more? Uh, let me see. I think that was the only one I wrote down. Yeah. I, have- I, I guess this is like sort of light, but also dark when you really think about it. Um, what would your workplace anthem be? <laughs> so when they first go to China, it's like showing. All these, these are more like the white collar workers. This isn't in the factory, mm-hmm. like a boardroom. Yeah. And they're all like singing a song. And it's like, is this the Chinese na- national anthem? I'm not sure I know what it mm-hmm. is. But then they say Fu Yao in it. So I'm like, nope, this definitely is like a workplace maybe anthem that's or like something. A thing. No, I'm sure it is. It's probably like a cultural thing, but it was yeah. still just, you know, kind of Mine would be different. like, I'm Shelvin, I'm Shelvin, I'm Shelvin. <laughs> All right. What would yours be? And I didn't come prepared with one, so mine would be... Math, 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 math. Sure. <laughs> Let's go with that. More like, why are you sending me this GSR? Yeah. So Anyways. We need to have an anthem. <laughs> That's good. So that was uh, a more little light, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Now sad. Now sad. Okay. Oh, you have one? Oh, I thought you meant just going back to the general thing. Oh, yeah. I mean, but here's a specific one. Are you ready? Okay. Is that all right? Yeah. All right. So one of the guys, maybe it's, I I don't think it's Leon. I think it's someone else, but I didn't write down everybody's names. Um, He's like, they're all, you know, they're in America, specifically Ohio. And, um, you know, they're away from their families for two years and... This guy is, like, young, and they all kind of are. And he has a wife and kids, and he just misses them. And it's just really sad, and it shows his apartment, and it doesn't have a lot of furniture. And just like, oh, my gosh. So he goes out on his porch, and he's smoking a cigarette. Actually, no, this is not on the porch. This is just, like, at his little table. And he's, like, he takes a drag, and he's, like, this is the best part of my day. You're like, that's so sad. <laughs> yeah. Um, I do think it's interesting, kind of the conflicting reports we get throughout the movie that's related yeah. to that, um, of sort of the management and some of the workers as well at the American plant being like, Americans are so lazy and you should just kind of, you know, live to work and like mm. idealize kind of your employer and like be so grateful for getting a job. But then there is a point later on, I think, with Leon or possibly that guy who was smoking, I forget, who's talking about, like, kind of his generation of Chinese people are more like, we want to travel and we want to do other stuff. Yeah. So it seems like there may be kind of a generational shift happening in China as well. Yeah, of not wanting... Kind of, you know, with the industrialization of the world and with the internet and, like, everything becoming a... the world becoming a smaller place, seemingly. Um, you know, probably they're taking in our culture and seeing like, oh, American people don't 
have to work as much and they get to go on vacations and stuff and that seems like it would be nice Mm -hmm. so I think there are things that both cultures can learn from each other well but I would even say that like there are places that do it even better than America like there are places in Europe where they you know have better leave policies and like treat their workers better um, what was the Michael Moore documentary that's exactly what I'm thinking of but it's like something invade I'll I'll look it up while you keep talking where to invade next that sounds right it might be I think that's what it's called yeah no that's exactly what I'm thinking like let's take you know ideas from all these other countries and bring them back it is called where to invade that's very good thank you I know my Michael Moore okay Um, okay yeah um yeah, like taking ideas from other countries and bringing them back to America instead of like killing people in other countries and going to war with them. That's kind of the premise of that documentary, but that's kind of what made me think about it because that's one of the things he talks about in that documentary is just how other countries do, you know, paid leave and maternity leave way better than America. But yeah, if we're just comparing America. But like and many things these days, is a spectrum. Yeah. America's maybe more in the middle of that. Yeah. China is the far, I don't know if you want to say the left side of this scale is no breaks. Mm-hmm. The right side is many breaks as you want. China's yeah. pretty far left. America's probably more in the middle. Spain or something like that's farther on the right. Yeah. Yeah. Which kind of brings us to at the end when they're like, I think the goal of this little interview with the chairman is to at the end is to like humanize him a little bit and he was like talking about how he's had a hard life and stuff and he was like saying the point of living is to work and I think you said aloud like that just you know really like sums it up in a way like this is the this is the big difference between these two cultures I'm paraphrasing because I don't remember exactly what you said, but I think you made some kind of comment along those lines. Um, But, yeah, I didn't really feel like they effectively humanized him. Maybe if they gave more information about his background. It's just hard for me, and I don't mean to be money-ist, but to feel like billionaires are You don't mean to be (laughs) capitalist-ist. Um, no, that is a good point. And another note I had was it was pretty wild. Some of the stuff they just said right in front of the cameras. Yeah. Like how open. And that was a a question I sort of had at the end of this. Who, like who was in charge of like, obviously they had to get permission from Fuyao, the Mm -hmm. company and stuff. But like, was it Fuyao who paid them to film this stuff? Or, like, an outside company was like, hey, can we film you opening this plant in America? Oh, it could be a big, you know, cultural uniting, like, good Chinese-American relations. I feel like Fu Yao would be in favor of this documentary, at least, like, the premise of it. Really? Because I feel like it painted them in bad light in a lot of ways, like, with the anti-union stuff and the stuff they were saying about how Americans are lazy and... But if those are their beliefs, and I think that they're going to stick to So you them. think Fu Yao was, like, the ones who were, like, 
you guys, you should film this. We're going to pay a company uh, to come in and film this. I mean, actually, maybe. Like, that's <laughs> seriously a possibility. But I think what is more likely is they were approached about it. Like, either the directors or producers, you know, had this idea of, like, let's talk about, you know, what the American factory looks like post-recession. Here's an example of a factory that is coming back after all of that, but it's being controlled by a different entity that could, you know, add more layers to this whole um, industry and, like, take on it would be my guess. But I don't know for a fact. I'm just theorizing. Okay. Yeah, I mean, obviously it didn't really show... Fuyao or any of the people, like the higher-ups in the best of light. Um, but I think, a, I I don't know, I don't feel like it was trying to hide anything. Yeah, that's why I said it's pretty wild, some of the stuff they said right in front of the cameras. Yeah. No, I, I completely agree with you. Like, I, <laughs> I mean, you had that one guy who... One of the workers in the factory that was just mad, like, the production was taking up all this room. And then you had at the end where they're talking about how, oh, this guy and this guy and this guy, we're going to fire them because we're just going to bring in machines to do this. And they said openly, like, before they had that union vote, like, uh, we fired a bunch of the union, pro-union workers, so we won the vote. Like, Yeah, yeah. Surprised you're allowed to say that is why I was shocked. Some of the stuff they said in front of cameras. Well, who is telling them would be my question. Like, who is telling them you can't say that? Like, they're lawyers or something? Or what do you think? What are you talking about? They did say it. No, I know, but, like, you're you're saying I'm surprised they were allowed to. So, like, who... Like, I... The law. I oh, don't just think the law. You, I wouldn't think you'd be allowed to say we fired these people because they supported unions, yeah. so they couldn't unionize. Yeah. I'm not familiar with the law that much, but that yeah. seems no, I can understand why. like antitrust or something should get involved. I don't know. Um I feel like though there are places that do fire people for Yes, Union but you make up a different excuse. <laughs> different. You don't blatantly say. Yeah. And some of them, they interviewed some of the workers, and they are like, uh, they said, like, the one lady was working that thing. She was like, this is made for two people, this job. Yeah, but I think that's they put me over here so that my numbers will dip, and then they have an excuse to fire me. Yeah. Yeah, no, it definitely was like a bare bones, like, no sugar coating look at this factory. And in that respect, at least we were able to, you know, learn what it was like. We didn't get like a like a whitewashing view of it. Yeah. I only have like a one other a couple other notes just based on like the factory work itself. Go for it. Do you it. have anything left, Taylor? And I'm I'm reaching the end. Okay. So my only other notes were um as a white collar worker, mm-hmm. I forget slash am unaware of the dangers of working in a factory. Like I have terrible. family who has worked in factories and stuff, and yeah. 
I can sort of like picture something in my mind, but I've never really been on a factory floor, I don't think. So yeah, like the heat and like just like the physical labor yeah, constantly. Injuries and... Right, and the different injuries of like there was one woman who burned her hand or something. We don't yeah. even know. Um, and then the other part was just going back to that, I guess, full circle here, going back to that initial uh, comp talk about, you know, one Chinese worker with one American worker, it just seemed like a logistical nightmare. Like, yes. because many of them, the majority of them, probably 90 plus percent of them didn't speak the other one's language. So it's like, right. how are they supposed to communicate? Yeah. <laughs> They're just trying their best to like point and like hand gestures to say like, no, not that. Yes, this. Yeah. Like, just, just seems like, seemed like doomed to fail from yeah. the beginning. That's that's definitely tough. Like working with someone. I don't know whose idea that was, but I I feel like I understand. A, not that I'm defending them, but like a little bit of the concept, like setting someone up like as a mentor. Yeah, but that knows how to do it. But yeah, you should know that like there's a huge language barrier there. Yeah, I think I would just add way more stress to an already stressful situation. And so maybe it wouldn't be worth it in the long run. Yeah. Um, did you have another thing? That was all of it. So can I kind of give my, like, thoughts on the movie? Like, I... Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, that's all I mean. I mean, like, can I say whether I liked it or not? Like, that kind Like, that... Why would that be not allowed? No, I just didn't... Can we be at that point? Um... No, we don't allow that at FUYAL. <laughs> no. Here at CCP, <laughs> we... Yeah. No thoughts. Yeah, so, go for it. you know, it's just kind of natural to compare. And, like, we haven't, like, officially, you know, like, how this year we're officially doing documentaries. We've done others for the pod, but now it's, like, all documentaries. So, like, the past two that we've done, I feel like I've just liked them more. And... I think what has made me like them more, especially last week's, was that you're given, like, human stories with it and you really get to know those people versus I was, like, right at the beginning, like, writing on people's names because I thought we were going to, like, learn more about them. Mm -hmm. And it felt, like, very brief. Yeah. This was more like an overview of culture and, like, American corporation culture versus Chinese corporation culture. American worker culture versus Chinese yeah. worker culture. And while it clearly, um, you know, got good reviews and won an Oscar, not that that means everything, but, and it had a lot to offer and I definitely learned things. I just feel like sometimes I don't realize how much I need that story element to really learn more and to get more from a, a documentary or a movie or anything. And so I feel like that was lacking in this doc, which made me kind of bummed. Um, and so I just, and you know, the curse, the Kathy curse, I like work something up in my mind. I'm like, I've been wanting to watch this for a while. And so I was like, I'm going to, you know, love just it. Just the Obama name. Yeah, that's what it is. That's freaking what it is. Thanks, Obama. So aren't you glad we aren't doing that other Obama one next week? Yeah. <laughs> Which, that one, I think, looks better. 
Okay. But who knows? Maybe, maybe just because it has like their name attached to it, that doesn't mean it's like perfect. I, I, I think that you're right. It does not mean that. I'm trying to tell myself that. Oh. I guess. Uh, did you like the doc? I did like it. I thought it. Uh, well, I didn't have a specific like. I learned this stat, you know, like I did in the other weeks, really. But I think it did a good job of showing the differences in cultures. And I guess if I wanted to say like one specific thing I kind of learned was like I wasn't really aware that multiple Chinese companies were coming in and doing this. Yeah. I had heard um, the one story of the Foxconn company coming into Wisconsin that Reply All did a story on. I think I showed Mm -hmm. you that. Um, but they, like, never even, like, opened the plant or something or, like, was really bad. Mm. So this one, I mean, somewhat successful. They, yeah. They did start making profits and stuff. and Yeah. Um, and then they showed, I think, the numbers of workers versus, uh, like, American workers versus Chinese workers. And it was mostly American workers yeah. they were giving these jobs to, which was nice. Um, but, yeah, I mean, sad, obviously, is... It's just all these documentaries already now, you know? Because, um, <laughs> yeah. like, these people are not making nearly enough, not making living wages and, like, sacrificing their futures, like, putting their bodies through all yeah. this really also intensive we work. we can have cars? Yeah. Yeah. Like, also, they can make these cars for cheaper than sell them for more profit, basically. Yeah. yeah. So, more rich people get rich. Yeah. Pretty much. Which we're opposed to. Um, the only other thing I had written down here was if you are interested in more documentaries about unions, mm-hmm. a very good one that was made in the 70s is um, Harlan County, USA. Okay. It's about um, these mine coal mine workers trying to unionize in uh, West Virginia. Okay. And I watched that last year at some point. And it was really good. Still holds up. It was made in the seventies, but still holds up. Hmm. So if if this one you liked but wanted more like union talk, I would recommend that. I love I love that little connection you just made there. Thank you. Uh, I let me. I, I guess I'm gonna share my fact I learned. Go for it. The very end. I know. I was like, oh, I don't have anything. But at the very end, they gave me a little. It doesn't always freebie. have to be like a number related thing, you know. But numbers are easier. Well, that's what I got. So, sorry to disappoint. But thank you for, you know, future. So, 375 million workers will lose their jobs to automation in 20... Or, by, by 2030. 2030. Which, like, at the end, they just started talking about automation and, like, um They showed it a machines. little bit at the beginning. And then in the Chinese factory, like, a lot of it was, you know being done by machines the work instead of ha- by hand. Yeah, I just felt like that wasn't like the focus. Right. Um I mean, it was about these workers and like their poor wages and stuff and then so, you know, even poorer they're going to lose their jobs. So, yeah, no, this was a different industry. very uh That's a lot of people. It is. That's like more than the population of the US. Yeah. It's scary. That's really scary. I would like to know how exactly they calculate that because I 
You're skeptical. Bit of a question. Yeah. I, I don't disagree that automation is definitely taking away jobs. It does create some jobs because those machines have to be maintained, but not as many as it takes away. But that just seems like an astronomical number it in does. like only ten years. Like how how are you calculating that number? Fair. Um Yeah. Alrighty. Are we good? good? Yeah. yeah. So that was American Factory. It is available on Netflix if you would like to watch it. Let's move on to currently captivating positives. Do you want to go first? Sure. So my currently captivating positive is the Chefs. The Kansas who? City Chefs. Maybe that's that's not how it's pronounced, though, God. That's <laughs> my definitely... life's a lie. Maybe that's how they should be. <laughs> <laughs> that's, are they going to have to change it? Yeah. Like the Washington football team? <sighs> and become the Chefs. Oh, no, um, I don't think that's funny. I think they should change their name. I I wasn't saying okay. it's funny. That okay, I, don't know. I was saying it would be funny if they changed it to the chef. Oh yeah, that would be hilarious. Okay, because there's no other team that's the yeah, chef. Yeah, hey, think. and it really wouldn't be that different. <laughs> you gotta really corner the market there. Yeah. All right. So, anyways, the Kansas City Chiefs are in the Super Bowl <laughs> for the second year in a row, which is super exciting uh, for somebody who's watched the Chiefs most of their life and they've wallowed in. Not uh, the not the gutter, but just you know, like mediocrity. Yeah. It's like, be all right, make the playoffs, but never win a game in the playoffs. <laughs> I don't want a playoff game in my lifetime, basically. Basically, or definitely. I now I don't want to misspeak, but I I'm pretty. You, you can look it up. Let I'm me know. pretty sure that's the case. Unless you count when I was a baby in 93, they did make it to the AFC Championship. But after that, when I was, like, actually, you know, cognizant, <laughs> I don't think they in your had, memory. Won, had won a playoff game. Or maybe it was just hadn't won a road playoff game. Anyways, they're really good now. Exciting. <laughs> um, so this will go up the morning of the Super Bowl, and then hopefully we'll all be celebrating that night. Go Chiefs. Wish them the How best. about them? Jeez. She nailed it. All right. <laughs> What's your positive? Okay. It's the not- Chiefs, too? Oh, my God. Okay. While I am happy for you, I feel like I have You're ready mentioned- for the football season to be over? Oh, 100%. But also, I mean, I think it's just, like, redundant at this point for me to be like, I don't support football. I don't believe in it. That kind of thing. People know that at this point. I'm sure I've mentioned it on the pod before. Okay, so my CCP is two things. Two things. My CP- CPs are. Mm. If I could speak. CCPs. Okay, my CCPs are. I've been deep diving on different musicians and bands because I got a student discount on my Spotify <laughs> account. Um, if Spotify wants to sponsor us and I can get a free account, that'd be even Spotify funny. wants to sponsor us. We're using a Spotify owned <laughs> company to make this podcast. Yeah. But if I like, we'll talk about Spotify more. Oh, okay. If they want that, they want to give us that money. I'll send this to the HQ when they review it and post <laughs> it to Spotify. All I'm saying is uh, it's really nice to not have commercials, but yeah. So, so far I've done Sarah Borelli's. And there is a um, playlist on our CCB music of called Cerebralis uh, Education. So you should check that out. I made it for Caleb, but it's for everybody. And then I listened to Drew Holgeman, The Neighbors. 
and oh also drew like no big deal but he dm'd me (laughs) that was kind of cool okay and then most recently of monsters and men and now i'm on jenny lewis slash bands that jenny jenny lewis has been okay is this all one or is this the two different things i guess it can just be this no, you can have another one. I'm just saying I couldn't tell if this was okay, one no. or no, there's another. No, it's not. There's another thing. Okay. Yeah. Caleb and I have been watching the show Secession on HBO. And if, we watched the first season. Yeah, we watched the first season. We're going to move on to the second season this week, I'm sure. And it's really good. You know, it's one of those shows where it's like, nobody's a good guy. They all are terrible. Um, Which usually I don't think Kathy likes. She likes to root for somebody. Okay, but... Get this. I was talking about this with a friend of mine who... And Greg is that guy. No? Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> I don't mind Greg, but he's kind of annoying. Um, no, what I was going to say is like, yeah, I never like shows like that. And then a friend of mine is like, oh, well, this show and this show. And I'm like, oh, maybe it's more than I think. But usually it's not like every person versus yeah there's not a likable character on the show really although they all have their flaws i still find myself rooting for some of them yeah which is weird but yeah it's a really good show and we're a little late to the game on it but but now we're here hbo turns out they make good stuff i like always forget that and then i watch one and like wow that was incredible television it's not television it's HBO. You set me up for that one. Okay, well, you're welcome. All right, let's move on to what we're going to be doing next time. Speaking of HBO, we're going to be watching another HBO documentary. This one is called Baby God. And is a little more recent. I think it came out last year. Oh, really? I think it said 2020 on the trailer. Oh, so. wow. Okay, so more recent, but I feel like it's from, like, like the... It's covering uh, a past content. topic. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, do you want to say anything about what it's about? Or Sure, you can briefly talk about it. It's about a um, fertility doctor who did some sketchy stuff. All right, yeah, that, that really From does... what I can gather from the trailer. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, we'll post the trailer later this week, and um, that's what we're going to be doing in two weeks. Anything else? Nope. Take us out. All right. Thank you so much for listening. Um, call your loved ones. And wear a mask. Bye.